Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 412. O dreamer, leave thy dreams for joyful waking. O captive, rise and sing, for thou art free. The Christ is here, all dreams of error breaking and loosing bonds of all captivity. He comes to bless thee on his wings of healing, to banish pain and wipe all tears away. He comes anew to humble hearts revealing the mounting footsteps of the upward way. Hymn number 412.
If you'd like to follow along with the readings, uh, please go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and you'll find the readings for tonight. And our theme tonight is, Never Yield Hope to Despair. The Christ is with you always. Put your hand in his. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Psalm. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance, and my God. As for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning, and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. I stretch forth my hand unto thee. Job If thou prepare thine heart, and stretch out thine hand toward him, then shalt thou lift up thy face without spot. Yea, thou shalt be steadfast, and shalt not fear because thou shalt forget thy misery, and remember it as waters that pass away. And thine age shall be clearer than the noonday. Thou shalt shine forth, thou shalt be as the morning. And thou shalt be secure, because there is hope. Yea, thou shalt dig about thee, and thou shalt take thy rest in safety. And thou shalt lie down, and none shall make thee afraid. Matthew Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn. And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. Then saith he to the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole like as the other.
and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him, and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. And it came to pass, there came a certain ruler, and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come, and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house, and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. John Jesus said, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Let not your heart be troubled. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. The world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live. Ye shall live also. Matthew Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, 
teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. Christ, as the true spiritual idea, is the ideal of God now and forever, here and everywhere. Mary of old wept because she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher, looked for the person instead of the principle that reveals Christ. The Mary of today looks up for Christ, away from the supposedly crucified to the ascended Christ, to the truth that healeth all thy diseases and gives dominion over all the earth. In 1866, when God revealed to me this risen Christ, this life that knows no death, that saith, because he lives, I live, I awoke from the dream of spirit in the flesh so far as to take the side of spirit and strive to cease my warfare. When, through this consciousness, I was delivered from the dark shadow and portal of death, my friends were frightened at beholding me restored to health. A dear old lady asked me, How is it that you are restored to us? Has Christ come again on earth? Christ never left, I replied. Christ is truth, and truth is always here. The impersonal Savior. Those who know no will but his take his hand, and from the night he leads to light. We rejoice to say in the spirit of our master, stretch forth thy hand and be whole. Hand, in Bible usage, often means spiritual power. Jesus came to earth, but the Christ, that is, the divine idea of the divine principle which made heaven and earth was never absent from the earth and heaven. Hence the phraseology of Jesus, who spoke of the Christ as one who came down from heaven, yet as the Son of Man, which is in heaven. John 3.13 By this, we understand Christ to be the divine idea brought to the flesh in the Son of Mary. Salvation is as eternal as God. To mortal thought, Jesus appeared as a child and grew to manhood to suffer before Pilate and on Calvary because he could reach and teach mankind only through this conformity to mortal conditions. But soul never saw the Savior come and go because the divine idea is always present. Jesus came to rescue men from these very illusions to which he seemed to conform, from the illusion which calls sin real and man a sinner, needing a savior, the illusion which calls sickness real and man an invalid, 
needing a physician. The illusion that death is as real as life. From such thoughts, mortal inventions one and all, Christ Jesus came to save men through ever-present and eternal good. Mortal man is a kingdom divided against itself. With the same breath he articulates truth and error. We say that God is all, and there is none beside him, and then talk of sin and sinners is real. We call God omnipotent and omnipresent, and then conjure up from the dark abyss of nothingness a powerful presence named evil. We say that harmony is real, and in harmony is its opposite, and therefore unreal. Yet we discant upon sickness, sin, and death as realities. An improved belief cannot retrograde. When Christ changes a belief of sin or of sickness into a better belief, then belief melts into spiritual understanding, and sin sickness, and death disappear. Christ, truth, gives mortals temporary food and clothing until the material, transformed with the ideal, disappears, and man is clothed and fed spiritually. There is but one Christ, and from everlasting to everlasting, this Christ is never absent. In doubt and darkness, we say, as did Mary of old, I know not where they have laid him. But when we behold the Christ walking the wave of earth's troubled sea, like Peter, we believe in the second coming, and would walk more closely with Christ, but find ourselves so far from the embodiment of truth that oft-times this attempt measurably fails, and we cry, Save, or I perish. Then, the tender, loving Christ is found near, affords help, and we are saved from our fears. Thus it is we walk here below, and wait for the full appearing of Christ till the long night is past, and the morning dawns on eternal day. Remember, thou canst be brought into no condition, be it ever so severe, where love has not been before thee and where its tender lesson is not awaiting thee. Therefore, despair not, nor murmur. For that which seeketh to save, to heal, and to deliver, will guide thee, if thou seekest this guidance. The Christ is here, has come to individual consciousness, and the faithful disciple rejoices in prophecy fulfilled. Lo! I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
Will you please announce the next hymn? Number 138. I praise thee, Lord, for blessings sent to break the dream of human power. For now, my shallow cistern spent, I find thy font and thirst no more. Hymn 138. Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting. 
for Wednesday, April 6, 2022. Welcome one and all. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, and many of those are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's word is reaching people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church, and we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I'd like to encourage you to browse through our website. We have so much to offer there. There's so much material, and it's all inspiring and healing for your reading, study, listening, etc. And I got to say, I got to point out a few things on our homepage of our English website. There's two articles. One of them is called Isaiah's Job by Albert J. Nock. It's quite a lengthy article, but it is so profound, highly recommendable. And there's another shorter article called Effectual Prayer by Blanche Hersey Hogue. So she makes it very clear how important humility is for effective prayer. Highly recommended. And of course, I always have to mention our magazine, Love is the Liberator. It is also featured on our homepage. The theme of that magazine this time is called the 23rd Psalm. Enjoy reading, everyone. Okay, uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that at 11 o'clock with our church service. And we also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school can be attended by telephone. We have a teleconference feature dedicated exclusively to the Sunday school. And many of our students do just that. They phone in. What this means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. And we would love to welcome your child there. And one more announcement before we go on. The Bible study, this coming Saturday, 10 o'clock in the morning. You don't want to miss it. The Bible study questions are posted on the website, so join us this Saturday, 10 o'clock in the morning, for a wonderful Bible study, as they always are. Okay, I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Bakeretti, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. 
Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we would uh, kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice. Keep in mind, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So uh, please be in a quiet place. And I will call, a, call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Patricia from Canada, go ahead. Many years ago, when I moved to a new area in Toronto, I remembered that my senior friend Lydia lived close by. I went to visit her to find her very frail. It was a shock since I had known her as a feisty, petite lady who had inherited her father's company, Bulldog Construction. When she bossed those big construction men around, they jumped in obedience, grateful that she had the business savvy to step up to the plate and keep them all employed. But I entered her beautiful apartment in the Ritz area of Rosedale to find her skin and bone and very weak. I asked her if I could buy some groceries for her. She explained, my good neighbors buy me food from the delicatessens nearby, but I can't eat their food. Why not, I asked. She took me into her kitchen and opened the cupboards to show me almost bare shelves. And she said, look at all those maggots. I just have to throw the food out. Now, Lydia's apartment was meticulously spotless, and she had a regular cleaning lady. Lydia, I'm your friend, and I know what maggots look like. I have to tell you, there are no maggots there. Yes, there are maggots. Maybe you just can't see them. Here, come and look in the fridge. You'll see them. She opened the fridge to nearly bare shelves. See, I told you, maggots everywhere. Lydia, I'm your friend. I have to tell you there are no maggots at all in your fridge. Lydia had once attended First Church Toronto for years. She said that she loved the social outings and parties, but the science was like water off a duck's back. She didn't understand a word of it. I explained about God's love for her, that she was not alone, and that divine love would not send her maggots. Just trust God to send you what you rightfully need. I asked my husband to also take turns to visit her, and he did so, and also explained Christian science to her. Now she was eager to learn about Christian science and began to eat normally, slowly gained weight, and she no longer saw maggots. But her only relative, a uh, young nephew, didn't like to have any responsibility for her, and in a very heavy-handed way, put her into the hospital 
although she felt progress and wanted to rely on Christian science. And her nephew never showed up again. Lydia's story shall be continued in a future Wednesday meeting, as I should keep this to four minutes. I'll just say that after a few more challenges in the hospital, things did work out for Lydia. I'm so very grateful to God that he woke me up to Christian science, just like he woke Lydia up. I tell myself, there are no maggots, errors in my fridge, but because my mind, capital M, is the presence of good. It's all just imagination if I think that error is present. My thanks to the devoted Plainfield Church practitioners, members, and adherents who share so freely. Good evening. Thank you. Pilar from New York, go ahead. Good evening. I'm actually in California these two weeks, but um, yeah, I just want to express my uh, immense gratitude. I was very fortunate to um, be able to make it to the service this past Sunday, and it was really way overdue uh, because of the so-called pandemic um, travel restrictions and so forth. Um, Fear took the better part of me, and so this past Sunday I made it purposely that no matter what, I was going to go to the uh, service. It was kind of a a little bit of a hardship, but I made it, and I just want to say to anybody that's listening that is not in the area that the effort was really worth uh, worth doing. Um, I was received with a lot of love, hugs, um, there were tears, but most of, uh, I was just very impressed by the love that the members show. Um, special, my special thanks go to Linda for picking me up at the station and then waiting for me until my train was near arriving. Uh, Nancy, Chardell, Lil, Sharon, Carol, uh, Craig, and Jeremy. Bruce, Gary, and of course Mary, Benjamin. Uh, this I received so many hugs uh, and, and encouragement that it literally left me speechless. Um, I came back home um, the same way. Uh, you know, it, it's a little way, so it was, it's a little complicated. But I had wings in my feet. It was just amazing that um, I felt that it was just such a blessed event. And um, I will encourage anybody that is not in the area, and if they do have an opportunity to visit these dear people at uh, Plainfield and just enjoy and bathe in the sunshine of their smiles and their hugs, thank you so very much for the readings tonight, and thank you for Plainfield Independent Church. Thank you. And have a good evening. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm so grateful to be a member of this church and for all I am learning here. With the recent Models of Excellence magazine on George Washington, I was struck by the idea that gratitude is, of course, important, 
But knowing what I am to be grateful for is an equally important part of that. And being a member of this church, I've been taught so much. And I'm always fascinated about how apparently little I knew before coming here. With the Bible studies, roundtables, and lessons, working together with documentaries that I've seen from Longyear, which they produced about Mary Baker Eddy, and all the various things about life during biblical times and shows such as The Chosen, I've started to feel a real closeness to the people and events we read about each week. And because of all this, the gratitude I feel has increased as well. Having a better idea now of what Abraham, David, Christ Jesus, Paul, George Washington, and Mary Baker all faced in their respective times has been a real eye-opener for me. It has also put my own life in perspective. So I can see I've had a relatively easy life. And even with that easy life, I have not achieved anywhere close to what all these people have. So I'm grateful for this church, for Christian science, for Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy, for my practitioner, and for every, everyone who has worked so hard to make it so we have this science, this church, and this mission to bless the world. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Through studying at Plainfield Independent, I have come to learn and daily experience the divine love and it has enabled me to turn away abuse and hatred that would try to attach itself in my daily work and walk through our busy city streets. But importantly, I have also learned the Christ power in rebuking evil and scattering error. Sunday, 3rd April Roundtable entitled Be a Terror to Error was absolutely fantastic in instructing us very clearly how we can rebuke error through the Christ power. I used to think that love was a passive thing and that rebuke was unrelated to love. But through learning at this church, I now know that divine love is a rebuke to evil of every kind and that the more pure and sublime our love is, our love for God and our fellow man, the more Christly power we have immediately at hand to rebuke all that is unlike God, to cast out evil just as Christ Jesus taught. The weapons of carnality are not the weapons of our Lord, and so carnal weapons will never prevail over the pure Christianity that is Christian science. As was taught in the round table, we must stand and so stand in divine love that error flees from the Christ power that we embody and represent. Mrs. Eddy wrote, quote, Resist evil, error of every sort, and it will flee from you, end quote. I am so grateful for all that we are taught here. Thank you to my wonderful Plainfield practitioner whose wisdom and love and holy power 
have reached the other side of the globe. My everlasting thanks to God, to Christ Jesus, to Mary Baker Eddy, and to all the congregation of Plainfield Independent. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. I'd first like to thank Amanda for those beautiful readings. As she starts, it, no matter how dark a place anyone may be, God is right there and hears their prayer, their humble prayer, and answers it. It's in this, uh, and I've seen it many times, because right there, as Mary Baker already says, where the darkness seems to be is God. I think Amanda ended something like that. And he's always been there. And we will see him and, <clears throat> and rejoice. Uh, just recently, I had reason to really be grateful for Mary Baker Eddy and her watches, prayers, and arguments. I, uh, my wife, who's, who's not a Christian scientist, but she hears enough, <laughs> enough Christian science from me in the home, you know, when appropriate. <clears throat> and uh, and then doesn't know that it's Christian science, but it's just good common sense and love. Uh, she came back from a trip, and we're parents, and she was doing her best to be a good parent and help our son, but it wasn't taken properly, and uh, she wound up with a backache, and immediately. I said to her, I remember what Mrs. Uh, can I help you shortly? And she said, yes, surely, please help me. I knew that it was, she had just been knocked off center. She was doing right and nothing could knock her off center with God. And so I told, I worked with, I'm the unresisting channel through which love shines with its full healing force. And I added the unrestricted channel. And in the reality of being is all I can ever need, want, or desire. Well, I work with that. And progressively, she has been, been feeling better and better. And uh, I just thank God for, for the, there's no penalty for doing right. and But you have to stand up for it, otherwise you just might appear to be in pain. So I thank for that lesson for her and the uh, <clears throat> example that I saw in Mary Baker Reddy and God who has only good for us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for the service this evening, the beautiful music. I'm so grateful for the inspiring readings tonight, that Christ is always with us, and to put our hand in his. I love thinking about all the citations in the Bible and in tonight's readings, assuring us that God holds us by our hand, and that we can stretch forth our hands unto him at any time, that God is laying his hand upon us, and how no one is able to pluck us out of our Father's hand that at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. How wonderful and reassuring to know 
that our God is such a loving father-mother who is always with us, governing, guiding, and protecting us in everything that we do, and that he is especially near in times of trouble. One of my favorite Bible citations, which was given to me by my practitioner to work with, is Isaiah 41.10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. This has been a tremendous source of strength, comfort, and help to me many, many times. I am so grateful for all that we are given and taught in Plainfield that helps us when working through a problem, praying, and watching in these challenging times. I'm so very grateful to my practitioner for her steadfast support, and I am forever grateful to God, who is our ever-present help. I'm grateful for Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, Christian Science, and very grateful to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for those wonderful readings and music. I had a wonderful healing a few years ago through God's love and healing power and practitioner prayers. I stepped onto a small stool in my living room to check a Venetian blind. I didn't ask God if I should use my small stepladder. Well, as I reached up, the stool slid from under me. There being no carpet right there, I fell onto the hardwood floor, landing on the base of my spine. I immediately yelled out, God, good. I was able to get up and walk, but not move about without pain. I prayed for myself getting a little better, but knew I needed practitioner help. I was met with much love, and she agreed to help me and said to work with a couple of statements in Science and Health about God not knowing accidents. I am so grateful to say that God and practitioner prayers healed me in a couple of days, moving freely and without pain. I learned a great lesson. I always ask God for his direction in all that I do. I thank God, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy for this wonderful way of life, Christian science, and I thank my practitioner for her strong support. Thank you. Thank you. Dede from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. I'm thankful for today's calendar quote, Abide in the Calm, Serene Presence of God, by Bicknell Young. And tonight's reading, The Christ is with you always. Put your hand in his. All that we have in this church has given me enough to study and work with daily to improve my practice of Christian science and my way of living. I'm so grateful to know that God is with me by progressing in my daily walk with him, 
which includes my consistent acknowledgement of him and expression of gratitude to him for everything. Remaining in constant prayer has resulted in my increased ability to hear him throughout the day. More and more, I'm hearing subtly, though very clearly, where I should go, what I should do, what I should say, where I should look, how to adjust, and so on. And I'm increasingly grateful to realize how God's ever presence, his provision, and his protection for me, mind, and all is perfectly meeting every need, thanks to all the instruction and studying material provided here. I'm so grateful for all that we have in this church and everyone who's contributing to my improved life. Thank you so much for tonight's reading and for all the testimonies given tonight. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Suzanne from Vermont, go ahead. Good evening. Um, grateful to be here tonight and on the heels of the previous testifier, um, I'm so grateful to have learned in this church the, to feel the presence of God with me always. Um, today, um, I set out on a road trip of about 700 miles with um, a lunch date and a dinner date along the way. And um, I was uh, on a very busy highway about 30 minutes from my lunch date when I heard a, a strange noise um, that I was convinced was one of the many noisy trucks around me. And so I was trying to figure out what truck it was that was making all this noise. <laughs> Um, a, a couple of miles probably when at, at one point I realized oh my goodness it's my car making all that noise so I pulled over and um, and I got out on the side of the road and I had blown a tire and so like wow this is this is interesting <laughs> but I didn't feel any fear I glanced over to the Bible verse I have on my dashboard which is Psalm 121.8. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. And I just felt no fear. Um, I knew that everything would work out, although I didn't know how. Um, I called for a tow truck, and uh, at the at the same time the tow truck came, a motorist stopped and came over and asked me if I was fine. And I was also on the phone with somebody giving me the name of a tire shop. It it just all worked out that I called that tire shop. The most loving person answered and said, yep, I can take care of you. We have your tire. It was 20 minutes away. And... I ended up getting four new tires and some brake pads. At the end of the day, I felt so blessed that my car was fixed even better than I had started the day with. And my everything else worked out for the day. The lunch and dinner dates all reshuffled themselves. And I just felt 
such a sense of protection being in the fast lane with a blown out tire surrounded by big rigs. And I just, I just had, I have learned this church just to feel just that everything, God blesses us and everything always works out beautifully because we have that Christ always with us. And I'm just so grateful that God protected me today and for the teachings in this church and to share what I learned in this church with others, which I never did before coming to Plainfield. And I'm just so grateful um, for the meeting tonight, for the Bible study coming up, which is so thrilling and for all the testifiers and everything I learn in this church all the time. Thank you so much um, for everything. And I thank God and Jesus Christ and Mary Baker Eddy and just everyone in this church sending out Mary Baker Eddy's pure Christian science to a waiting world. Thank you so much. Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. Thank you. God's timing is most important, and I am so grateful to be brought to Plainfield at this time in my life. I am learning so much, not only through my practitioner, but through all that is provided here. So many informative discussions, and also input from the testimonies, and articles on websites that is available throughout the world. Speaking of God's timing, it has been a personal lesson to me to be patient and to pray fervently. My practitioner has been so supportive to me and my utmost gratitude for her loving patience. Through Christian science, taking one day at a time and giving gratitude to God brings me peace. God is the wind beneath my sails. The uh, Old Testament is full of reference, actually the New Testament is too, to the covenant that uh, the Israelites were supposed to make with God, and I guess many of them did. Um, I'm grateful to be learning in Christian science that that covenant is a law of God that is applicable to every one of us, not just the Israelites. And uh, in, in short, the essence of that covenant, to me anyway, is when I take care of the things of God and am obedient to Him and follow Him, to the best of my ability, he takes care of me. It's that simple. And that was brought out very well in the readings tonight. Thank you, Amanda. But I was thinking of an experience I had. It was, now it was a few years ago. Um, I was supposed to make a business trip in uh, early February. And uh, 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 a couple of years ago, 
And uh, this was the kind of trip where it was appropriate for my wife to go with me and go to a couple of the meetings with me. So I asked for the help of a Christian science practitioner in this church who reminded me to make sure that God is governing every aspect and to remember that without God, I know absolutely nothing. And that was a great way for me to start planning for this trip. So in scheduling the trip and the meetings, I took into consideration the fact that my wife is also a Christian science practitioner, and she needs her mornings to speak with, with patients. Um, also, we did not want to miss any church services, either Sunday or Wednesday. So, taking all of that into consideration and looking at the flight schedules, there was one flight in each direction that would work for us to be able to get there and back and do what we had to do for church and not miss any services. So I scheduled those flights and I scheduled meetings around them. And as we were approaching the time of the trip, there was a forecast of a severe snowstorm in New Jersey. And there was raised the question as to whether our flight would actually fly. Well, we went to the airport confident that we were doing what God asked us to do. And God took care of us. Our flight did in, leave, in fact leave. And we found out after we landed that all of the flights out of New Jersey after hours were canceled because of that storm. And uh, when we arrived, the trip was very productive. It went smoothly. And uh, when it was time for us to come back, there was another forecast of another snowstorm in New Jersey <laughs> that raised the question as to whether our flight back would take place. But we went to the airport confident that we were doing what God wanted us to do. And sure enough, our flight did take off and land in New Jersey, literally minutes before the snowstorm arrived in New Jersey. And we found out uh, later that all of the flights to New Jersey after ours were canceled because of that second storm. Well, I was so grateful to God for taking care of us. I was grateful for the help of that practitioner who put me in the right frame of mind to do the right thing and scheduled the right thing. I was grateful for the companionship of my wife, a working Christian science practitioner in this church, whom I know God protects. So it was a great experience for me and one I am just very grateful for. So thank you again, Amanda, for the readings, and it's so great to be with you all here tonight. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for the beautiful readings. They're really comforting, and they do assure us of God's presence and that we must all walk with him. Thank you very much. 
from the blue book, I learned that my work is in mind. It comes from God. It cannot be intercepted nor diverted into other paths, being governed by divine principle. It also says that in this perfect place in mind, I am able to support myself, have all the recreation and, and companionship needed. I think I take that very seriously and I think it's so beautiful that God would provide even the recreation we need. One day I was to have some fun and the kids were here and all of a sudden I felt so tired and wanted to lie down. As I, I clearly got the message that I had accepted something that separates me from the love of God, something that makes me not the reflection of God. So I immediately said aloud that I'm not <laughs> accepting this and that I can do everything this day that is mine to do. And very soon, very quickly, all those feelings of tiredness and not wanting to be a part of the joy that these children brought went away. And I was able to do all that I was to do and have fun. They, I shared this only because it's so easy. It is so easy to justify the errors that come. I could have said, yeah, well, they're here, they're running, running, and running around. So it is justifiable that I am tired and then lie down and then miss the fun. But I say this also because so many times the temptations come and we justify them without even thinking about them. I am so grateful that they come to steal our joy and we've been given the power to say no to them, to not accept but reject them and go on from there knowing that we have the dominion because we are with God. And tonight's readings really kind of speak to it, and all the testimonies given so far also speak to it, that with God, if we are conscious of our oneness, our at one with God, then we remain awake to close the door to any tempting error that comes. I thank God. I also thank Christ Jesus for the example, Mrs. Eddie also for the example, and so many who have shown us this way. I am grateful to be here tonight, and thank you for a beautiful service. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. I first have a, a letter from Vermont. To our dear friends at Plainfield, please accept the enclosed check as a donation to this wonderful church and its outreach to all of God's precious children around the world, thirsty for Mary Baker Eddy's genuine Christian science. I am grateful that I found your website when I was searching 20 years ago myself. My life has been transformed and continues to be blessed every day so that in turn I may bless others with love and gratitude. And then California. Thank you, Plainfield, for all you do. Such has brought back my connection with Christian science, and I am deeply grateful. 
I love your roundtables, your Sunday morning worship, your websites, Bible lessons, including my access to a Christian science practitioner, your dedication to reestablishing Christian science as a science discovered by Mary Baker Eddy was monumentally significant for me. Thank you to all. And then from Australia, Dear Divine Plainfield Independent, Today we received our beautiful books that we ordered, a lovely copy of Leaves of Healing bound in red leather with gilded edges, and more writings by the wonderful Bicknell Young and Martha Wilcox. The quality of this print work is absolutely superb. The pages are top quality paper with easy to read font and no bleed through. I have found that even commercial, commercial publishing houses today do not come close to this high standard of printing. It's quite extraordinary to think of the work and diligence that has gone into the Plainfield Independent private publishing efforts. No doubt this is God's touch, eternal, to bless our reading and learning at Plainfield and to make such premium items available at such an affordable price. Thank you so much for, your res for restoring our rich heritage in Christian science through our early workers whose priceless books contain the holy words of healing. Much love to all involved in this holy effort. Thank you. I would just like to add to that, we, we no longer have a printing press, and we do outsource our books to be printed, um, done mainly by Dear Carol, but it's very carefully supervised and prayed over, and it's a, a local publishing company, their printing company, that does a very excellent job. So anyway, but we were grateful that she loved her book so much. And then this is um, Pennsylvania. Thanks so much for the recent helpful discussion, roundtable discussion about misguided niceness, which may be motivated by selfishness, cowardice, and the like, and for so much more. And then another from Australia. And this, I think, was inspired. We had on our calendar recently this very sweet little poem um, that was found in an old journal. We'd had it in, in the Healing Thoughts magazine many years ago. And it is this. Have you had a kindness shown? Pass it on. T'was not given for you alone. Pass it on. Let it travel down the years. Let it wipe another's tears. Till in heaven the deed appears. Pass it on. That's a Henry Burton. So um, she writes, Pass it on. A divine smile, a joyous grin, a compassionate look, a peaceful intent, a blessed word, a spiritually endowed gift, a Christly felt thank you. Practicing these divine qualities awakens the heart to the song of the Beatitudes. Absorbed in the atmosphere of the Beatitudes, souls, truth, peace, and joy, the need to strive and struggle leaves the mind, since the letting go of the belief of personalities brings into mind the realization of these words, Behold, I am with you even unto the end, and that I includes everyone, so-called good-bad, sinning, or indifferent. It is Spirit's gifts, gift to cover disciples with the presence of God, 
Likewise, the Beatitudes ask disciples to cover all brothers and sisters with divine love by forgiving them seventy times seven. Yet only the meek, the pure, the spiritually awakened disciple can do this. There is no failure in discipleship as long as heart and mind love God, the omnipresent soul. Christian science dismisses both good and evil and has no devil. To know that God is the mind, spirit, and intelligence of every individual is to pass on divine love and forgiveness. Pass it on. And then Wisconsin said, Thank you, I woke this morning somewhat down, but while reading this I discovered a smile on my face. And Ohio, yes, a loving smile makes such a difference, can brighten your day and another's day. Pass it on. And along with this, and also along with what was beautiful readings tonight, Anne from England sent in a testimony. It was an extract from a century of Christian science healing that I'd like to share tonight. In the spring of 1945, the Russians came to conquer Vienna. They had conquered Budapest, had fought in Budapest for two months. It was a rather ghastly fight with a lot of cruelty and bar barbarism. And the radio was full of all these things that they had done and that everyone should try to get out of their reach before they came. Also, there were a lot of word-of-mouth stories because many of the Hungarians had come west and had brought their horror stories with them. Now, as a Christian scientist, I, deni I denied those stories simply on the ground that I felt that whatever was true was true about everybody, regardless of nationality or friends or enemies. I was not willing to accept anything I knew was not the truth from the point of view of God's perfect creation. But I would have liked to leave Vienna, naturally, and one morning a friend of my husband's came with a truck and said, quickly, quickly, pack something. I'm going to take you over the border. I'm going to take you away from Austria, if possible, over the border into Switzerland. It seemed wonderful at first, because I had been brought up in Switzerland, and it was a free country, and no war. It just seemed like a dream. And I ran back into the house to get some things together and thought this was the answer to my prayers. But I had constantly been confronted with such big decisions. I was so used to turning to God before anything I ever did that I stopped in the hallway and said spontaneously, What shall I do? And the answer came as fast as the question had been asked. Who are you running away from? There are no enemies. I saw that in God's creation there are no enemies and there is no need to run. So I went back to this young man and I told him that I wouldn't be going with him, that I was going to stay right here. He tried to persuade me. Naturally, he thought he had an obligation towards my husband, who was his friend, to take me to safety. And he thought I was just being very, very foolish and stupid. But I stayed. By staying, I gave home to a cousin of mine who had lost hers, and to some others also. I didn't have much food, 
No one had any food at that time. But at the corner of my street, only a few houses away, there was a grocery. And the grocer was a very heavy big man who would come to my apartment for peace and quiet and rest. It was rather amusing because he was twice my size and twice my age, and he would come and say, This is like an oasis. And every time he came, he brought something, a loaf of bread or something else. Other people that came too would say, There is so much peace here. And everyone brought something. You know, I always had enough for the people that I had to feed, including myself. There was a lot of fighting in the streets when the Russians came. When they would come in the city for three days, they would plunder and loot and do anything they wanted to. Even their commander couldn't say anything about it and told the population of Vienna that the only thing we could do would be to shut ourselves into our houses. And there were lots that would come to my house and I was completely without fear. I was so convinced of the truth that there is only one man, the man in God's image. They might have come to steal, but they finished up with one of those Russian dances to amuse my cousin and myself, and they left slapping me on my shoulder and calling me a mamushka. So actually, it was complete protection. And they brought food too, so we had all had enough to eat. And some of the people on my street noticed and said, You and your house, you are blind. You, have a bl you are in the blind spot in the eye of every Russian. I thought that was such a beautiful testimony, and I thought it goes along. Those were such beautiful readings tonight. And it was read in Unity of Good, something I wasn't that familiar with. I thought it was so interesting. Mrs. Eddy says, Mortal mind is a kingdom divided against itself. With the same breath, he articulates truth and error. We say God is all, and there is none beside him, and the talk of sin and sinners is real. Excuse me, we call God omnipotent and omnipresent, and then conjure up from the dark abyss of nothingness a powerful presence named evil. We say that harmony is real, and inharmony is its opposite, and therefore unreal. Yet we discant upon sickness, sin, and death. As realities. But you see, this woman in this testimony, she did not do that. She stood her ground. She started with the, the truth that God creates all and He creates them in His image and likeness. And that was all she experienced was that. It was in her thought. The power was there. She was met not, with nothing but love and kindness. It's a powerful story, it's a powerful lesson. And, was, and as was read last week in last week's readings from Science and Health, on one side there will be discord and dismay, and the other side, science and peace. So as we stand for this truth, we can demonstrate this peace, and not only for ourselves, but for others as well. I'm so grateful, so deeply grateful for Christian science, for Mrs. Eddy for giving it to us, our, and our dear Master Christ Jesus grateful for this beautiful meeting tonight and to be with you all. Thank you. <clears throat> to close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
Hymn number 254. The words of this hymn are written by Mary Baker Eddy. O'er waiting heartstrings of the mind, there sweeps a strain, though sad and sweet, whose measures bind the power of pain. Hymn number 254. 